It's time for Carolina Blitz, the freshest coverage of Carolina sports and entertainment. Hosted by founder and editor-in-chief, Vashti Hurt. She don't play games. She covers them. Thank you for tuning in to Carolina Blitz on ESPN 730 The Game. My name is Vashti Hurt. I'm your host and founder and editor-in-chief of Carolina Blitz. If you're new to the show, Carolina Blitz is a brand. It's a website dedicated to finding fresh and compelling news stories in and outside of traditional sports reporting and sharing them with you guys, the listeners, the fans, in a way that is fun and entertaining. We're a credentialed media outlet. We cover the Panthers. We cover Duke. We cover UNC, NC State, and more. So make sure you're checking us out on all social media platforms and going to carolinablitz.com. Now, we're happy to bring our brand to the radio here on 730 The Game. Uh, If you follow us, which I hope you do, you'll know that we appreciate the fans of the teams and the passion that they have when it comes to their squads. We also like to do things a little differently. So each week we will highlight you the fans of the teams we cover and have you on as a special guest host. So if you're interested, our DMs are open. All right, guys, you guys asked for it. He asked yeah. for it. Yeah. So we made it happen. Back to ca- talk cash trash is Oz, a.k.a. I seen sounds on Twitter. <laughs> I mean, Oz, you har- you you sent the call out after the game on Sunday you put it out in the what streets. The game on I mean, we're gonna talk about it. You put it out, you put it out in the streets that you wanted to come back on the show. I was like, all right, cool. You put a you put you asked people if they wanted to hear you. Everybody said yes. So we back. Of course, we're gonna talk about Teddy Bridgewater because that's what you love to talk about for whatever reason. Now, yeah. seven weeks ago, you were on, you gave us your thoughts. We that talked was seven about- weeks. Seven weeks. It's it went by fast, huh? Seven weeks. Yeah. You were tough on Teddy Bridgewater. So has anything changed in the last couple of months? Yeah, a lot has changed in the last couple of months. Um because I was absolutely wrong about Teddy Bridgewater. I said he was not that good. He's actually worse than I thought. <laughs> uh he's actually a lot worse and even worse leader. And a worse accountability guy. So we 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 see the heel. So wait wait wait. Do you do you do you do you really think he's that bad? Yeah, he's awful. I said, I, but I did say at the beginning, I, I, like before the season started, I said he would be Matt Flynn Jr. Like I I just the Matt Flynn story always stuck out in my mind because it was like. Stop! Like I, I, I'll be trying to tell the NFL, like stop because these guys are in these good systems. Stop thinking they'll be good quarterbacks anywhere else other than the backup role that they're in. Mm. And it is, it, it's like the NFL is a glutton for punishment over the same thing. Like they just do the same thing and they think it's going to work, and it just doesn't. And so the reality is, Teddy Bridgewater came into a great system, played decent enough for New Orleans to win. And then people say, oh, he's a starting quarterback. It's the same thing they did for Matt Flynn. It's like, oh, man, he came in and, like, I think Matt Flynn has, what, the record in Lambeau Field right now for, like, most touchdowns, right? And then went to Seattle and couldn't even throw the football. 
And then same thing happened with, let's say, who else? I mean, plug in any amount, any any New England quarterback. Back up Gar- there Garoppolo isn't doing that bad. He's trash. Garoppolo okay. mud. <laughs> Garoppolo <laughs> is the reason why they okay. lost the Super Bowl. So you can't plug in these guys in great systems and think they're going to go to a Carolina where – Absolutely have to. like. There's no excuse for that for the offense. None. They okay. don't have the youth movement. They don't have like oh, say, say, yeah, young. That's why they're trash. Oh, so so the offense is trash, or Teddy Bridgewater is trash. Teddy Bridgewater is trash. He's okay. the reason why the offense. Well, what about people say that he's his him his completion percentage? What do you think about that stat? It's cute because it's like completion percentage was like one of those things that I don't think anybody cared about up until like like a couple years ago. It's like remember Brett Farby's just coming in, just throw the yeah. football and just sling it and just be like, all right, interception, who cares? Let's see double coverage. But then sometimes a lot of times it worked. It, it will hit, yeah. And so like that's how old school quarterbacks used to be. Like Jake DeLong used to close his eyes and let that thing fly. And, 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 Steve, and like Steve Smith out there somewhere. And Steve Smith used to go up and get it. Nobody said Jake DeLong only completing 46.3% of his back. Nobody cared. But like now you have these quarterbacks who like throw the ball to Christian McCaffrey 17 times. It's like, ah, oh, if he complete 80% of his back. Yes, because he's three yards away. So that. So, so so what about this past Sunday, Teddy Bridgewater, a chance to win the game and miss that wide open pass to DJ Moore. You were pretty tough on him on social media, as was a lot of people who watched that game. Panthers right now, they should have decent draft position. Do they draft a quarterback this year? And if they do, are you coming? Are you coming back to being a fan? Absolutely. Absolutely, because it don't matter who they draft. I'm with so it. fake. I'm, I'm all in. I'm I'm back in. They go get they go get the MAGA kid from BYU. I'm in. If they go get uh the uh, kid for Fields from Ohio, I'm in. Especially from see from Ohio. Um, uh, they ain't gonna get Trevor Lawrence. We ain't that bad. I, I just but, don't understand. Like, do you not think that that Bridgewater can bridge the gap, for lack of a better term, for one more year? Like is it is his ceiling is not Super Bowl, but is it at least playoffs? No, because he can't. Here's the thing: it, it, like I've been watching football since let's say ninety six, ninety five, maybe ninety four, ninety five. I was I was a Steelers fan back in the back in the day with Slash, and that was like my first favorite football team. And so I've seen a ton of football. And over, like, when you watch a full season of football, it's going to be those moments where it's like like a defining moment of, like, can this guy, like, do it? Or, or like, this was magical. This was a magical win. Like, the Panthers have zero of those this year. Some people with – well, definitely not magical wins. The Panthers are actually – Oh, and I think six or seven now when they've had the ball and had an opportunity to win uh, with a game winning drive. And and the ball is in Teddy Bridgewater's hands in those instances. And then I think in this instance, they had the opportunity to seal the win 
where Teddy Bridgewater had the opportunity to seal the win and did not do that. And you know what's worse? They got where did he get the ball at? I don't remember exactly where he got the ball, but where did he get the ball on the muff punt? Oh yeah. Um they have, I think they got it around the 40 something. if I be, if I'm correct. So you got the ball gift wrap. I think it was a little bit close. I think oh, it was no, like no, no. 2030. Oh yeah, yeah. So because 20. they did not get that touchdown and they had I think they had first and goal from the nine. They advanced it, but I mean, they didn't they so weren't able got, to score. You got gift wrapped. Yeah. Oh. At the goal line, basically. And you couldn't score a touchdown. Teddy said the plays were coming in late from the sideline. And that's another thing. It's like all I heard was Matt Rule. So and you heard it too. You don't gotta call nobody out. You're not gonna do that for yourself. All right. You're not gonna get you in trouble. <laughs> but we heard a lot of dudes like, man. I'm gonna run through a wall for Matt Rue. He just man, he just he told me everything I need to hear. And all I heard about Matt Rue was like, we gotta prep, prep the right way. We gotta come in and do everything the right way. We're gonna do it the perfect way. We're gonna walk in. Gonna do... <laughs> and he did all that. And guess what happened? That man gets beat up by the the, the play clock every single Sunday. They call him top three timeouts in the first quarter. There is no excuse for that. And you know what? I think. I don't know if that's on the coaching. I would I would honestly like to see Teddy Bridgewater have a, a more sense of urgency, even in even in like a two minute drill or a last second drive. Like he's doing things like he's moving too slow for me. And I and, you know, it, um, Joe Brady, he's not in the booth anymore. Now he's on the sideline. I, I just don't know, because Matt Rule says that that makes him uncomfortable that they push that time clock so close and I don't know if that's a rule thing I don't know if that's a Brady thing I don't know if that's a communication thing or a Bridgewater but thing he's the, he's the head coach so yeah. he was supposed to be responsible for he said that he was going to come in and everybody was going to prepare the right way and everybody's going to do this the right way and everybody's going to do that the problem is you got a bunch of people in there dressed up with these nice pretty bows on the outside but when you open up the box it's a box of dog pooping and Joe Brady is one of <laughs> That's rough. That's rough. All right, guys. If you're just tuned in, you're listening to the Carolina Blitzer Radio Show on ESPN 730. Dog poop, Oz. I think that Matt Rule has done a good job. I'm not even going to front. I don't think he's done a good job. I, I, I think they put a bunch of pretty guys around like Joe Brady. It's like, man, he is his hottest coaching prospect. And his hottest coaching prospect, if you go back and look at it, and oh, I did do some preparing for this show. All right. And I did this. I did some preparing on my own. All right. So we got Oakland nine, six and zero points and then 15 points in the fourth quarter versus the Bucks zero, zero, seven and 10. Uh, Chargers zero, seven, three, six. Arizona four. This is a good game. They won't beat Arizona 14, seven, seven and three. Then versus Atlanta, they won Atlanta three, 17 points in the second, zero. Three. Then here's where we hit this crazy rough patch. Three points, three points, zero points, and 10 points in Chicago. Yeah. New Orleans, 314. What was New Orleans? I think that was a pretty decent game. Was yeah, it? but that was that was when uh Bridgewater took that sack at the end. That's right. Yeah. So but they but they ended the game with zero points in the fourth quarter. Yeah. Atlanta, seven, seven, three, zero points in the fourth quarter. 
Kansas City, 7-10, which was a good game, 7-10-0, 14 points in the fourth quarter. Then Detroit, 7-0-10-3, and then Minnesota, 0-7, 14 points from the defense in the yeah. third quarter, and six points from the offense. The third quarter has been an area of focus that um, Matt Rule has said, because we've been actually asking him and pressers, like, what's up with the third quarter where y'all kind of fall off? I feel like the defense has stepped it up the last couple of games, but the offense hasn't been able like when you're off, when your defense outscores your offense, that's a problem, right? But then think about think about think about this. What more does the offense need? You have a Pro Bowl running back. You have a you have one of the greatest wide receiver acquisitions the Panthers has ever had. They've yeah. never had a a, a, a a wide receiver come in free agency like Robbie Anderson. That's like true. An impact wide receiver. Yeah. They've barely been drafted impact wide receiver. I don't but, know. I don't honestly, I don't know when the Panthers have had this many offensive offensive weapons. weapons I don't I don't know when. Even even in the Jake DeLome days, there was just I mean, you had Steve Smith. You had uh, Davis, you had Foster, uh, that Davis-Foster combo. You had um, Muhammad, but still, like, they were, Muhammad was kind of old at the time. Davis was a pro bowler. Uh, Smith was a pro bowler. But I think on the Panthers, you have potentially three pro bowlers on the offense in McCaffrey, if he's healthy, Mm -hmm. uh, DJ, more mm-hmm. Robbie Anderson, and mm-hmm. you could even put up a strong argument for Curtis Samuel. Curtis Samuel's balling. Mike Davis is coming in. Mike he's da- yeah, so, absolutely. And he and he's like a dude that went exactly when he got back. Another thing that I predicted when he got back the day Christian McCaffrey came back, I said, "Why they put him back at two percent of the snaps?" Yeah, they he did. was at like four, and they so it was like it's 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 just this this coaching staff. Is absolutely they are are inept. They are not Sunday coaches. I say it all the time. They are Saturday coaches. I don't know. So they they aren't prepared. They aren't they they aren't together. They aren't. If if it's like when the defense is hot, when Phil Philbert Snow's finally doing his job, the offense is suspect. When the mm-hmm. offense is halfway decent, Philbert Snow lays an egg. And it's just like this coaching staff is never together. I can I can that is a good point because you're right. Defense has was was the weak link for a while and offense was 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 carrying the team and now offense has seemed to slack off and now defense is coming on. So do you think the Panthers should try PJ Walker more or kick the tires on Absolutely. Will Greer? Absolutely. And I think it it, it this should have been the plan from the beginning. What like this is why I can't trust this coaching staff because what on film did they watch to say that Teddy Bridgewater will be a guy that can lead your team, like absolutely lead your team to this promised land? I don't know if anybody, I don't even know if the coaching staff expected that. They signed him to a three-year deal. They did give him $60 million, but... I don't think anybody, even this year, I think the Panthers have exceeded expectations to some extent. Nobody expect who who really thought Teddy Bridgewater would be that guy to lead the Panthers to the they promised did. land. They did. You think they signed him thinking that he was a Super Bowl caliber quarterback? 
I don't think Absolutely. so. I think they did. And the reason why I think that is because you could have not did it. I could have picked up mm, I a see random third quarterback and mm-hmm. I could have rocked a Will Greer. And Will Greer could have delivered us, hand-delivered us, Trevor Lawrence, just like Jimmy Clausen did. Yeah, okay. Here you go, here you go, Cam. Walk right, can walk, can right into the door with zero win or one win or two wins, whatever they got that year. And so that should have been the plan. If you say, all right, we're going to start fresh, we're going to start all the way over. You mm-hmm. cannot replace, can't you to say they because here's the thing they knew that their offense was going to be good enough to win. That's why they put that offense together like that. That offense is, is stacked. That offense was supposed to be Cam Newton's offense, though. If you look at it, those guys were drafted when Cam Newton was a quarterback, and they they were supposedly supposed to be, you know, surrounding him with weapons. They were young weapons. I just, I mean, I can't can't even, I can't even imagine a 2015 Cam with these guys around him. And he he could be Cam right now. Uh, He doesn't have to be 2015 Cam. Like, 2015 Cam was exceeded expectations because the guys he had around him were dirt. So he, he had to be like this Superman figure. Like you could literally be a decent quarterback right now and have the Panthers at seven wins. That's true. Wins right I, I think Teddy like, is Teddy a decent quarterback just, though. He's not. He's a back. He's a guy that you could bring in for two games and be like, Teddy, please don't lose us this game. And Teddy be like, all right, I got you. And then he come out and get you the wins like he got at, at, at the at the Chargers. But like, those are the wins that he's capable of. Like, all right, everybody else did their job. Let me just throw a couple touchdowns here and there, and then I won't lose y'all the game. It's just that he's just not. He's not good. He's he's. He's bordering on garbage. It, it, oh, it's, it, he's he's bordering I, on. I don't know about garbage. Oz. He's bordering on garbage. He has, I, he has he has he has he has eight turnovers right now. Eight picks. Excuse me, not turnovers. I think he has nine or ten turnovers because he dropped the ball a couple times. Uh, uh, Kyle Allen style. He, I think he has maybe ten turnovers and what fourteen touchdowns. That's that's that's, not, that's not about enough with a, with a vet. You have a vet, not so you don't have a young offense, and it's not even like they got a young wide receivers, a young running back. Literally, the offense is littered with veterans. You can make the offense line a little bit better, but they're littered with veterans. So, at worst case scenario, the offense is not supposed to lose your game. Remember when Cam came in the league and Cam was throwing, setting rookie records and throwing a ball and 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 throwing for four hundred yards a game. And guess what? The offense letting that and that and that you can say, all right, man, defense is trash. Before we got Luke Keekley, it was like, man, God dang, we had a defense around it. We'd be straight. Mm-hmm. But now you're looking at Teddy Bridgewater. It's like, well. He's not lighting it up on offense. He's not helping the defense by keeping guys on the field. They going three and out. Then they put Joey Sly in these positions like, Joey, come on, win us the game outside in the wind, blowing at <laughs> 46 <laughs> miles per hour. Goodness. And, and, and kick the ball 76 yards to win us the game because Teddy Bridgewater wants to check down in the clutch. He's not – he doesn't have star power. He's not good. He's not. He's just garbage. And then you have a garbage offensive coordinator to go with it, a garbage defensive coordinator to go with it, a garbage head coach to go with it. 
you going a garbage off owner, oh my a garbage okay. owner to go with it and you, you had a garbage gm we cannot forget him a garbage gm guys to the, go views, with it. the views expressed on this show are not the, uh, the not the views of carolina blitz as a disclaimer and if you're listening you're tuned they, in listen they you will are, be the views <laughs> If you're the just not tu- coming around, oh gosh! If you're just not tuning in, you're listening to Carolina Blitz, the radio show on ESPN 7:30 with Oz, aka I Seen Sounds, going off. And again, disclaimer: these are Oz's views; these are not Carolina Blitz's views. Um, I'm gonna shift gears just a little bit. Mm-hmm. College basketball has started. Yeah, we know you are a, an unapologetic Duke fan. Mm-hmm. You've had a chance to see Duke and UNC. What are your thoughts on this Duke squad so far? It's still early, but what are your thoughts? Oh, don't get me. I, I don't I, I hate to be on a record talking about these guys right now after the game they play. Um Duke is a little suspect right now. This is not a typical Coach K team. Um, they don't have any shooters. Um Joey Baker is absolute mud. Um <laughs> Uh, okay, you be you can't you can't go off like you want to go I, off. I really want to go because I <laughs> I know where you want to go. I know where you want to go. Listen, my my guy Wendell has not lived up to what I thought he would be, and he so there's a lot of other guys that get it past. So people have taught me down off of freshman. All right, you got Jalen Johnson, who I mean he didn't brick. He hit. I mean the. The the sh- the sh- the two shots he shot. I mean, to say brick would be an understatement. I mean, he hit the the hard part of the the, the backboard, and I mean, you could hear it from. But we can't we can't him. just judge it off of that Michigan State game. Like that, Michigan State is a more veteran team, and in college basketball, and you know, are. and you know, your guard play is really what kind of is what fuels or what drives your squads. And then Michigan State, always oh, that's what I'm trying to figure out. Like, like they NCA need to do something about Michigan State. There's no reason why they should have these 27 year old dudes on this team oh, every gosh. single year. They are the reason why Zion doesn't have a national championship right that, now. And why that, that team, yeah. And why? And it's because the one kid that played on the team played against Coach K the last time they won the championship. There's no reason why you should still be in college, big dog. You are 33. <laughs> <laughs> like, go get a job and take care of your family. What Cass about you? Winston, go get a job and take care of your family, though. You shouldn't be 29 in college. <laughs> what about UNC? What I mean, you've watched both of these guys. I've seen your tweets. Which which team right now, right now, do you think will finish the season better? This might you, you hope no team put the seatbelt on now. Okay. Strap in. UNC is actually good. I okay. think that, I think UNC is is a good team. I think they have a lot of veteran leadership. I think they have um, they have vets in the right place that are going to be steady along with like because your freshmen are going to come in and they're going to do freshman stupid stuff. And so when you have like these vets that you can either mix in or you can. Um, you can bring in and settle those guys down, then you have pieces that are going to put you. I'm in the right shocked way. right now because you never have anything good to say 
about I think, UNC. I think, and I think, I think UNC is going to be actually be solid because they just have vets in the right place. Garrison Brooks is not good, but Garrison Brooks ain't going to do freshman stuff. So right top. now, you think UNC is going to be better than Duke this season? Absolutely. Wow. Right now. All right, guys, if you're tuned in, you're listening to Carolina Blitzer Radio Show on ESPN 730. We're going to move to our last segment. I'm going to try to get through it a little quickly. Uh, blitz or block, if you've been tuned into the show, I'm going to pose a question to Oz. He's either going to blitz it or block it, and, and we will have a short discussion about it. All right, Leangelo, Lonzo, LaMelo. They've all entered the league. They're all on contracts. Blitz or block that LeVar doesn't get the props he deserves. So if I, if I blitz it, he don't get the. I'm right. Afraid. If you blitz, you're I'm blitzing. He don't get the props he deserves. He said it. He he put it. He put now. It's up to them to do the work. But I think Melo gonna be a boss. I think Lonzo gonna be where he need to be at. I don't think he's a great player, but I think he'll do good where he's at. Uh, I don't know about Leangelo. You already know Leangelo. I mean, he signed a contract, but he's not going to get any burning. Yeah, league. I don't think he. Let's, play. Let's I don't think he'll play. That. But I don't think he's that good. But he got a shot, and so. Oh yeah. He said it. Lavar said it. Triple B's. All right, Jerry Easter. He's a six-four point guard out of Arizona. He picked up a major college basketball offer after his eighth grade year. It came from Arizona State. That wasn't his first college offer. He got an offer uh, in sixth grade uh, by Bowling Green. I know you're hot on the on the prep circuit. I want to ask you, Blitz or Block, uh, that middle school is too early to offer college basketball scholarships. It is way too early. I'm so blocking that. You're blitzing if you agree that it's too early. Oh, I'm blitzing all the way. Do never give no middle school. Listen. I've seen it. I, there's a kid on Duke who got a lot of uh, a lot of pub in middle school, and <sighs> after a couple years, it just don't look that good. So, I, I, I listen. Middle schoolers, absolutely not. You have no idea how they're gonna grow. You have no idea. Like I've seen these big five nine, five ten kids in middle school neighborhoods. I mean, he gonna be a beast. Seven, seventh Six, Woods. Five. He go, oh my God, Seventh was awful, <laughs> absolutely awful, and he had and he was dunking on. Yeah, he, uh, he was he was he was he was a middle school he was a middle school phenom. All right, one last one, one one more quick one. Mike Tyson, Roy Jones Jr. Did you watch the fight? I did. All right, I would say it was respectable Saturday night. Now, fifty-eight year old Evander Holyfield is posting tweets of him in the gym saying Billy that he's Vander. ready. I'm block, block, Billy Vander. <laughs> Sit down, Grandpa. I mean, what do you think, though? Would you? Would you? Would you watch? I will watch that. I will watch, watch Tyson and, and yes, Holyfield again. Absolutely. So you blitzing it then? Yeah, I will blitz that. I, I don't. I'm blocking that. Come on, Oz. Nobody wants to see these old men fight. It's ugly. It, no, that fight was good. Like people are hating. I'm that talking about it. It was it was okay, but the no knockout rule and and the draw at the end when Tyson was clearly better. Like people were talking more about Nate Robinson than they were about. Tyson and Jones. I think that um, the I think that the the crazy part is like Roy, um, not Roy Jones. Um, Mayweather fights equip me for that type of boxing. Like I don't like it. Just doesn't. I used to like back in the day. I used to want to see like I used to want to see somebody get their head knocked off. But you don't want to see that. You like the technical part. But now, not I don't even like it. I ain't gonna tell you. I, I've just been. 
like people like it, like, oh man, Mayweather's so good and he just be dipping and dabbing all over the all over the ring. And now I've just got used to just watching dudes punch three times, move, move, move. Mm, yeah. Back in the day, I used to watch Tyson just hit somebody and then watch their whole soul leave their body and then come back. <laughs> like, that's what I was used to. But then when people started liking that Mayweather style, like punch, punch, move, punch, punch, move, 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 move ring around over. And like, now I'm just equipped for that. So that, that, that fight didn't... That fight didn't bother I, me. Like I don't want to see. I don't want to see sixty-year-olds in the boxing ring. It doesn't even look good. So I'm blocking it. But we we have run out of time. I don't know why time. Whenever we do a show, the time Going goes out. by so fast. <laughs> the time Going goes out. by so fast. All right, guys. Thanks for tuning into the show. We'll be here on ESPN seven thirty every Saturday. Thanks to Oz. I seen sounds. He always brings the heat. Um, I hope I don't get in I trouble. Twitter account since I, that last time I came on the show. That's crazy. I, I hope I, mean, I hope I don't I hope I don't get in trouble for this show, but make sure you're following him. Bring me on, on. Bring me on week 17. <laughs> Put sure. me on week 17. I need to be a bi-monthly guest on the no, show. No, 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 no. All right, guys. Thank you for tuning in. We'll be here every Saturday morning on ESPN 7.30 at 10.30. Make sure you're going to carolinablitz.com for all of your sports and entertainment news. Keep blitzing. The preceding commercial program was sponsored and paid for by the hosts of this program, Charlotte, North Carolina, which is solely responsible for its content.